my friends, and welcome again to the Bible Lab, the podcast where we explore major themes from every book of the Bible in order to see how each page points us to Jesus, who he is, and what he's done. I'm your host, Andy Wood. Thank you so much for joining me. Friends, this is the second of our two episodes exploring Paul's last letter, the letter of 2 Timothy. In our first episode, we looked at the introduction. We situated the letter where it was in history. We looked at the first and arguably the major theme of this letter, and that is the theme of perseverance. And we said that Paul is pointing to his own example to encourage Timothy to perseverance, and that Timothy's perseverance is so that the church he leads can persevere. So our second theme for consideration today is Paul's commitment to passing on the pure gospel. As we said in our last episode, you can tell from reading this book that Paul is aware that he is about to die. And Paul knows that many of the other apostles either already dead or are going to be dying soon. And even if they're not soon, he knows they're going to be dying. And so it's very important that the next generation of church leaders, men like Timothy, men like Titus, like John Mark, that the gospel be passed on to them. So think about a runner holding the baton in a relay race and they hand off this baton to the next runner can run the next leg of the race. And so Paul is training Timothy how to receive and pass on the pure gospel, because the gospel is the key to perseverance. Paul's call to persevere that we looked at in our last episode, it's grounded in the truths of the gospel and in the character of God. So the truths of the gospel, the fact that when we are saved, we are filled with God's Holy Spirit. We are transformed, given new hearts, new desires. We are given a desire to cling to Jesus. And so we can persevere because of what the gospel does in us. We can also persevere because of the reward the gospel puts before us. Whatever we lose in this life, whatever we go through in this life, the gospel tells us it will be worth it because Jesus is worth it. And Paul's call to persevere is also grounded in the character of God. The God that we serve, the same God that Paul and Timothy served, is a God faithful and true who will never abandon his people and who will always keep his promises. As Paul says in 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10, and then verse 12, speaking of God, Paul says, He saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I know the character of my God, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. So Paul is absolutely certain of the truth of the gospel and of the character of God, and therefore he has persevered. He is calling on Timothy to persevere by banking on those same two things, the truth of the gospel and the character of God. These are the foundations that enable perseverance. Or as Paul says in 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 10, remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect of Christians, that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is the foundation of our perseverance. And since these are the truths, the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's character that enable perseverance, this is the message that Timothy is to pass on. He is not to come up with his own message, 
Timothy's gospel versus Paul's gospel versus John's gospel versus Barnabas's gospel. No, it's Christ's gospel that he has given to the apostles who have passed them down to Timothy, and he has passed them down to men who passed them down to men who passed them down to us. 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul says to Timothy, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Friends, this is a 2,000-year-old game of telephone. You may have played the game of telephone. It's an old game. So if you're younger than 30, you probably haven't. Uh, But in telephone, a person thinks of a statement. It's normally like a normal statement, like, I like chocolate ice cream. And you whisper it to someone, and you're only allowed to whisper it once. And that person has to then turn and whisper it to the next person who whispers it to the next person. And then the last person says it out loud. And usually, over the course of it being passed from person to person, it gets twisted in hilarious fashions. And what comes out from I like chocolate ice cream is elephants wear pink tutus, right? Something ridiculous like that. But this is a game of telephone that actually works. Because what Paul was given by Jesus He's passed down to Timothy, who passed it down to men in Ephesus, who have passed it down for 2,000 years, so that what we have is what God said. And this is the message that we are now to pass on. If the Lord doesn't come back during our lifetime, may we be found faithful to pass this baton of the gospel on to the next generation. And so Paul says, hold on to the gospel and hold on to the scriptures, because that's where we have the gospel. So Paul reminds Timothy of the divine origin and power of Scripture because it's the power of Scripture. It's how we hold fast. right? It's the truths revealed in God's Word. God does not speak to each one of us individually in our own private burning bush. We have the Word of God. And so it's the Word of God, the power in Scripture, God's very power. That's how we hold fast. I mentioned earlier God's character and the promises of reward. How do we know about God's character? How do we know about the promises of reward? The Bible. It's scripture that empowers us, that enables us to hold fast to Jesus. And it's the scripture that we pass on to the next generation. We are to be faithful to teach the next generation how to obey all that Jesus commanded in all 66 books of the Bible. I love 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. Paul says to Timothy, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Just a couple of comments here. One, Paul says, remember who you learned the gospel from. So if I have anybody listening to this episode or any of these episodes who perhaps you are either in college or in a work setting where it is very hostile to the gospel and people are constantly throwing dirt on the gospel, trying to make you doubt the gospel, remember that you learned it from your parents and your parents aren't perfect. Your grandparents aren't perfect. Your pastors aren't perfect. But remember that you learned it from people who love you and care deeply for you. People who have been transformed by the gospel, who've tasted the goodness of the Lord, and then have passed it on to you because they love you and they they want you to taste the goodness of the Lord. Friends, your college professor doesn't know you and doesn't care about you. But your mom did, and your grandfather did, and your pastor did, 
Remember who you learned the gospel from. I love that Paul says the sacred writings, speaking of the Old Testament, it's able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Friends, Jesus' name is never mentioned in the Old Testament, but Paul understands that the Old Testament whispers and sometimes shouts the name of Jesus on every page. So friends, let's not be more spiritual than the Bible. Let's not be smarter and wiser than Paul. He seemed to think that the gospel was in the Old Testament. I agree with him. Let's read the Old Testament. And then it says in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God. Not just dictated by God, not just written down on a post-it note by God, but breathed out by God. And what this means, friends, is that when we read scripture, we are reading the voice of God speaking to us. These are God's words. As I've heard one person say, if you want to hear God speak to you, read the Bible. And if you want to hear God speak to you out loud, read the Bible out loud. Because that's what you're doing. That's what you're experiencing. God speaking to you. Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. Now, here's what I think. These next three words, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. I think these are three descriptors that describe the big category of teaching. So imagine that you're walking down a path. The first thing Paul says scripture is profitable for under the category of teaching is reproof. So imagine you're going the wrong way. The first thing that scripture does is it says to you, hey, buddy, you're going the wrong way. That's reproof. So you stop and you look around and there are a lot of paths and scripture says, go that way. And he points in one direction. Well, that's correction. Scripture first reproves you and says, you're going the wrong way. Then scripture corrects you and says, turn around and go that way. And once you turn around and begin to walk, you realize this path is really narrow and it's steep and it's difficult. That's what Jesus said. And you don't know how to do it. You don't know how. That other way was a lot easier. Are you sure you want me to walk this way? Well, scripture does the third thing. It trains us in righteousness. It trains us how to walk the path of Jesus. This is what scripture should be doing. When we talk about teaching, scripture reproves us, corrects us, and trains us for a very glorious purpose that the man of God or woman of God, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Friends, it's in Scripture that we find everything we need to live a life pleasing to the Lord. And because Scripture is this good, because Scripture is God-breathed, this is not only a word to pastors, this is a word to all Christians. Preach the Word. Share the Word. Proclaim the Word. Your best ideas, your best social media posts, All the great things that you can create are nothing. Nothing that I can create is anything compared to the power and beauty of Scripture. Preach the Word. Even if you're sharing the gospel with someone who says, I don't believe the Bible. Well, if you believe the Bible, share the Bible with them. Yes, share your own story. Share things that that you understood in science and in math and how all these things point us to Jesus. But friends, preach the Word. The Word of God is where the power is. And because scripture is God-breathed, don't cater to the whims of others. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, Paul says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge, the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Now he says this to Timothy, but friends, he says it to all of us. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching 
But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Friends, that time is now. People don't want to hear what we have to say, and they want to look for teachers who'll tell them things that make them feel good about themselves, that tell them, you're okay, I'm okay, we're all okay, because that's what we all want to hear. But that's not our calling. Our calling is to do the work of an evangelist, fulfill our ministry. And we do that by preaching the word. Friends, the word is good. The word is beautiful. It's true. The word is the word of God. Believe that. Preach it. Preach it to yourself. Preach it to others. They will be saved and you will endure and Christ will be glorified. Friends, the next time we come together, we're going to begin an examination of the book of Philippians. But for now... Take up and read, my friends. God bless.